Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ads Lyson. Before we start today's podcast, if you're looking for surfing and outdoor gear, look no further. Go to Northcourt on the internet and use the discount code, capital letters, GRUMPYSURFER15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Northcourt are one of the leading surfing hardware brands in my eyes for the quality of product they create, so don't miss out. Also, before we start, the WaveKey guys have given us a discount code. So if you want 10% off your WaveKey subscription, use the code, capital letters, one word, WaveKeyGrump to receive 10% off your subscription. And this is valid until the 1st of July, 2021. So if you want 10% off your WaveKey subscription, use the code, capital letters, WaveKeyGrump to receive 10% off your subscription. So here's part two of my conversation with Brad Gerlach. We talk a little bit more about the ASP World Tour back in the 80s and 90s and a lot more about surf technique. So please enjoy the conversation. some point I would get somewhere where I'd be like man that 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 was necessary you know um so yeah at the end of the day we're all journeymen right we're born naked and and, and we die technically you could say we're born alone and we and we die alone because there's, there's only you there so what you fill that space in between those two moments is what creates your life experience now whether you do something that changes somebody else's life or you're you're involved with the rat race and you just go along with it not saying that there's anything wrong with like being a factory worker or anything like that you know uh contributing contributing to society but whatever you do whatever you do to choose to do with your life all depends on your passions your drive and and how you personally experience life in itself and i think that's 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 quite an important thing really you know you're talking about your family it's taken you yeah like you said 50 years to get to the point to to be where it sounds like you're happy oh, yeah i know i'm 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 i you know, without it sounding, you know, sort of too smarmy or whatever it is. Yes, I'm happy. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm really, I love hanging out with my wife. Um, and I, I find her, I admire her and she's funny and she's sexy and she's, um, and, and she's the shit and, and she's a giver and I'm a giver. So we just, we, ha- we, we have a balance. We have a good balance. And, um, and she's supported me a lot with wave key and, and she's a big part of wave key. And I think one of the, the, the thing that, that, that is the big driver for probably both of us is we really like to help people. And so that's where I found once I was started to coach, it's like, I've, I, 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 I love myself more because I'm, I felt worthy you know, that I'm, I'm, it's not about me. I mean, I, I needed to do things for me as an athlete and learn things and all that stuff. But there were several times I, while I was an athlete, I did things for other people to my own detriment. And there's a lot of mistakes I made. And I, I want if to help people not make those mistakes and, and, and thrive. I want the humanity to thrive, you know, and I, and I, I feel like with, with WaveKey, I'm I, like I said, I'm a bit of a I'm like an astronaut in a way, and I'm out there. I collect this data, 
and you know you know the surf world is party and and they're they're like this is a yeah this is a fun party you know it's a fun party and i want to come down with with um with some you know when the when the when a dj comes to the party and he's really really good and then someone else shows up with a with a good with a with some really good stuff to drink the party goes from being like pretty good to being like fuck that was one of the best parties i've ever been to my life that's what i'm interested in doing i want the party to be the best party i've ever been in there you know surfing you know and i and i think these fucking algorithm things today i was talking to a friend and i go you know they should be called more like out of rhythms that's what the algorithms are they're out of rhythms because people are that this computer is studying you and sucking away your your sucking away your time you know, and, and, and being your imagination and I get caught, we get caught, I get caught fucking in there and I'm like, ah, you know, but it's, it should, they should be called, it should be called what they really are algorithms. Those things are they, this algorithm thing. It's not human. It's, you know, now there's, if you can be real disciplined about it and you can be like, all right, cool. I dig, you know, the grumpy podcast cause he, he interviews people that, that care and passion. I'm going to look there, find information and jump out. Oh, he's got something funny or whatever. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to get it. Oh, he's got a recommendation for a book, bitching. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get out, you know, but that's takes, that that takes a, 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 that's like a skill, you know, and they're not teaching you that skill because somebody's a, a small group of people are making all the money. I hate that. So that's why I haven't advertised and been on Facebook or Instagram going, everybody, everybody check out WaveKey. I just been like, look, I'm going to give it to my, to my subscribers. I'm going to give my heart and soul in there towards helping them enjoy what they love surfing. And they're going to tell people or not, you know, some people are like, I don't want to, it's like a diet. Like, I don't want to tell people I'm on a diet. You know, what if they go, dude, it's, their diet's not working. <laughs> so some people don't say, some people do. And then I want the money that's coming from, in, in wave case coming from surfers. So I'm going to take that money, put it back into surfing, small, small events, uh, uh, you know, average, I, I want to, I'm doing something with surfing world magazine. I, I'm, I'm doing cool things with like the surf world. That the stuff the the one that feels authentic and genuine. What do you feel is your most significant memory or event that happened to you while you were competing, that that sticks with you the most? It's a small one, but I was in France, and I think this was 1990, and um, I was in a heat against Barton Lynch, and it was it was really unruly, gray, and sort of. You know, a couple feet overhead, messy, onshore-ish type of like odd conditions. And I I got this wave and I went down to the bottom of the wave. And then as I bottom turned and I looked up, the wave had what the wave had this like silverish gray kind of thing going. And it was just look and 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 sort of the light was banking off of it in a certain way. And, and I saw a bird kind of like flying and I just was like, fuck, that looks so beautiful. And and then I don't know, I rode the wave and whatever it was. And I didn't even really I kind of didn't really think about it that much. And um guys said to me like, what the fuck's your problem dodging that barrel? And um, 
I was like, what? They're like, yeah, man, you're just fucking, the thing was just going like this and you're just fucking, what, you just didn't even like, what was your problem? And I thought, part of me thought, man, I'm just not, like, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? Aren't I here to win? And then the other part was like, you know what? Nothing's wrong with me. That was fucking cool. That was a cool memory for me. For me, that was cool. You know, and I kind of, I think that was one of the things where like, I'm not sure I belong in this thing. But then it was before I was, before I went for a title run and I kind of was like, you know, I've been doing it for a while. I should just give it a fucking, I should give it, what do they call it? Old country try before I kick out of here. I, I think that was pretty, pretty significant for me that sat with me. And I would say the other one is that following year is I got, I came to the bells and I had, I, the, the, the contest was held at RingCon, this little right that I actually surf like a lot. I really like it. It's like a really rippable little wave. And um, I had Poto, a man-on-man heat against Poto. And he, to me, like, he was like, you know, 200 and some pounds riding a five-inch thick surfboard. And I'm like a whippersnapper. And I'm like, the guy's got no chance against me. But I'm so stupid. I went and ate like a full baked potato before my heat. And I served so bad and slow in resistance of myself because I, if I could if I could have said, look, you just ate a potato. Don't worry about it, but just relax. I probably would have served well, but I was pissed off that I didn't have my normal spring drive snap kangaroo fucking cheetah shit going on. And <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So I lost first round. And I was like, God fucking damn it. I'm really not cut out for this shit. And then I went with, who a guy that I'm still really friends with. We went into Melbourne and I bought this book called creative visualization and it was a book and a tape. And I had a Walkman and I just got this creative visualization and I did it. And I imagined myself winning the next event and I just did it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the craziest stuff happened in that event. Uh, everything from my very first heat, I had Fabio Gavea and he had the winning wave and instead of going left, he went right and the thing closed out and I got through the heat and I was like, Oh, okay. That was weird. And then, then I got into the semifinal and I always lost against Dave McCauley in little waves. Cause he just, back then they would score you for length. He was, he would ride all the way from Narrabeen to the Harbor bridge, fucking bang, 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 bang. Like, you know, and he was beating again, everything. And I was like, Oh, well, and this little left came not like a, a an obvious winning way. And I just went, ah, fuck it. You know, and I went on this little left and it went, it just grew. And I just, and I was so pissed off that, that Macaulay beat me all the time that I just hammered the wave to the beach. Like, I mean, turn after turn after turn after turn. I got a nine five on that. And then I, I got another one, went into the final and the final was up against Todd Holland and Ian, Ian Kanga Cairns was Todd Holland's coach. And earlier that year, the same year, Kanga had come to surf my home break in San Diego. Swami's on a big day because the trade show was down or whatever. And I had, I had just been honest in, in an interview in the magazine saying, I think he's a fucking asshole. And um, so here he is out in the water and he looks at me and goes, what do you think of what? Why'd you call me an asshole? And, you know, and I'm like, because you fucking, because you are. 
and he started calling me a bunch of names. And I took the high road, he even he pulled my leash on a wave I was paddling into. And I, I told, when I came in, I told my dad, I go, fuck, Kanga's such a loser. The next day, Kanga was, was out in the water again. And my dad was up on the, on the cliff. And anyway, I didn't really say much or whatever, you know, whatever. And my, and he came in before me and he said, said to my dad, he's like, how are you? <laughs> my, dad, my dad goes, I'm good, but I hear you're not. <laughs> and, 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 and I guess Ian Carrick goes, fuck you. And my dad goes, well, fuck you too. <laughs> so two months later, I'm at this contest. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The the key point here was he starts in being in at, at out of, out in the waves. Like, when are you gonna make it? Like, you've never made it. You never made it. You know, like when are you gonna make it? You know, you you can't even you know because I kept hovering around tenth and fourteenth and whatever and stuff. And I was like, fuck you, man. I, I'm a success. Like, you know, I'm more successful than any of those other guys that you fucking semi coached or whatever it is. And so there was like a real like revenge, like a feeling of like, fuck you, man. And here it was, I'm in the final. He's the commentator for ESPN. And he's got to say to me, and he's been coaching this Todd Holland guy. Cause I see him, he's coaching him. He's talking to him the whole thing. I go out in the water and fucking good night, Todd. You know what I mean? And I win the contest and, and, and Ian has to interview me. He's like, how you feel? And I go, I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? I'm like, ha you're like, when did I make it? I'm like, right now, baby. You know, like, it was like a moment, you know? It was like, it was so bitching, you know? <laughs> but it, 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 that creative visualization was like, wow, the power. The power is, is, is in, you know, inside and that whole thing. And, and, and there's all this magical, like, you just, you, you, you set how, you sort of set what you want, but you don't, you don't try to control the how this is that that's the thing that my late mentor was really good at. She's like, just what do you want? And then, and then can you see yourself having it? And, and can you actually feel what it's like to have it? And, and don't worry about the, how it's all going to happen, you know, because it, that's where we fuck up. Cause we go, well, that has to happen here. And I have to pull this lever and then I have to pull this lever. And well, actually I need to be an octopus because I need to pull that lever and that lever and that lever. How the fuck am I going to do that? Ah! One of my favourite sayings is, is think it, feel it, do it, walk your talk. And I think it's quite pertinent to what you're saying. You know, If you think you can do it, you feel you can do it, well, go and do it then. When you're sitting in the water and you're, and waves coming, like you got waves coming or whatever it is, the moment that you see the wave is when you, you, you inside you make a decision it's an automatic, I want it. So if you want the wave, the moment you want, the moment you want it, you move, you get into action of going toward the wave or, or going to catch the wave. During the time that you're in action going to catch the wave is when you look around and that's when you go, uh, this one's hitting the reef bad. Uh, someone's already on it. Uh, I'm, I'm too far out. Okay, whatever. But don't sit there and look at it for a second to just whether you want it or not. Okay, so that one, that one's because in, in scary waves, this is really helpful. Uh, but even in, but you know, a lot of times you miss waves by this much, and it's usually because you don't get in action soon enough. And 
survey everything first and go, especially people who are polite. They're like, oh, I don't want to cut anybody off. So is anybody going? Is anybody going? No, no, you need to be like, move towards the wave and know that at any point you can abort if someone is there or whatever it is. So that's, that's it. So I want it and that sets you in action. Then when it is, you are going to go and you haven't caught it yet. You haven't caught it yet. You're paddling for it. You tell yourself, I got it. I got it. You don't yell out, I got it. You just, it's an internal, I got it. Physiologically, it relaxes you when you have something. When you don't have it, you doubt it, and you're not as efficient. So, so you don't paddle as well when you're like, I want it, I want it, I want it. Because you, you doubt it, so you try harder. And that doesn't make you faster, it makes you slower. So I want it, so you're in action. Your palate, you, it's no one's on the way, you're in the good position, you decided you're going. You, you right then and there before you even catch it, you go, I got it. And then when you when you go to stand up, you may not even need to say it because you're in such a good position, it doesn't matter. But there's sometimes when you're really late or you're going, you just, you just tell yourself, make it. And your body will respond to the command of making it. Whether you make it or not is 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 not really the point here. It's make it so that you so that your body goes all right to the challenge versus don't fall, you know, don't fall. Oh, oh no, you know, uh, oh don't fall. You as soon as you say the words don't fall, you, you some fucking it's like a, a bit of concrete gets shot throughout your nervous system and you turn into like a uncoordinated. You you hold your breath and you just you fucking get uncoordinated. So I want it, I got it, make it. Those three things have made me, if I only knew that when I was a pro and I was younger, oh my God, yeah, just, the, just that would be, if I got to your listeners or whatever like that, try that one, you know, it's a big one. Definitely going to try that, mate. It sounds awesome. I'd like to spend a little bit of time, you know, about surfboards going from when you started all the way up to now. I mean, you just showed me a, a, an amazing board at the very start with a couple of little wings sticking out of it, a little fish, you know. How have the boards changed over your career and your career of surfing to what it is now? And what were some of the best shapes that you rode? Well, I've been fortunate enough to ride a lot of different shapers by riding all those different surfboards made by all these different really really talented uh gentlemen because um i haven't got a board yet from a woman but i'd be really stoked to ride a surfboard shaped by a, a woman someday but uh all the gentlemen that i've re I've, I've, I've tried boards from and i'd probably say there'd be 50 got 50 guys i don't know i I've, I've ridden a lot of different surfboards every one of those surfboards has injected a surfboard iq or they've, they've helped my my surfboard iq elevate uh if that's the right way of saying it and so i spent a lot of time in the shape room with ben ipa i've been in the shape room with xanadu i've been in the shape room with al merrick uh chris christensen um and uh doc uh Lausch, Cordell, uh, Tim Patterson, um, um, and who else have I, I think I might've been with Phil Byrne one time and, uh, Murray Burton, um, Darren Hanley. I mean, I just, a lot, there's been a, Darren Hanley helped me shape my, shape a board actually. Uh, and so that kind of, it can, that kind of information can be underestimated, but, um, 
The surfboards are, um, they've, they've changed so much because there's so much more consistency. And um, I think they're, they're, by and large, they're a lot better. Like the, you're, you're, you, you can get a lot better, more, you know, like, like, the, like the board that's behind that blue in 1987 um uh, linden and it's a it, it it doesn't look like a board that you could really tear the bag out of it it, it looks quite cumbersome in lots of places and the older board i have older boards i have my 85 linden and i've got like an 86 rawson and i've got some uh some 80 i got an 80s benite but i got you know some 90s xanadus and stuff and they're pretty thick and, and stuff and now i think the refinement of the surfboard is so much it's so much better there's so much more high performance and sensitive and i think that that and that's what i with wave key is when i help people is help build their sensitivity so that they can move on to a, a board that's less cumbersome and and get more get more out of it um and the best surfers in the world, the Tom Kern, the one, the guy I've studied probably the most, is probably the most sensitive surfer of all time. I, uh, uh, that's why he can ride a skimboard and a this and a that board and, and still and actually rip on it because of his sensitivity and his technique. So his technique allows him to be um, sensitive. Basically, he doesn't lean over, kind of like his nervous system trusts him and, you know, that kind of thing. So... I've, I've got great surfboards from a lot of different people. What were some of your favorite shapes? Uh, you know, do, do you, did you prefer say, riding single fins, yeah, twin fins? I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say probably Xanadu's boards have, have some of the most magic. Gallagher is a friend. Chris Gallagher is a friend of mine, and um, and he made me my couple toe boards, one that I won the big XL, XL awards on, and he's, he's a highly – highly talented, really incredible guy. And um, he and I would talk about Xanadu's like as if the board was on a ball joint and, but, 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 but had drive. So it was like, you could turn it anywhere on the wave, but also drive it. And those, my, my queer, my boards from 91 were just insane. Like I feel like they were just so much better than everybody else's. And the, and, and I made a serious stupid error of not riding that the board that I, one um, Gunston on, I should have ridden in all through Europe too. And I, I probably, I would have done really, I probably would have had a better result out of it. But you know, that's the, that's me not having a coach and me going, oh, I'll just ride this other one. That's cool. You know, and it, you know, my, anyway, um, Xanadu is some of the best. And then, um, and then I'd say I've had some of the best boards ever from Chris Christensen too. Um, I mean, just real, real, really he really knows how his rocker works so good for me um he knows how to put the gas pedal in the board and um and and and, and they still turn uh, like so good and he's so talented and so um diverse with his ability he's such an admirable fucking person and a couple of those Ben Ipas were really good with when we did the chine, uh, the, 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 the bevel concave bevel rail. I, I won the Gunston on one and got second Santa Cruz on one. And like, it just, they were working really good, but yeah, it, Al Merrick, maybe a couple, 
like a, a board that just like from that I just man I just love 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 so much you know and I love working with Alan and stuff he's such a nice guy and so smart but in saying that like you know Tim Patterson too like I don't know you know Timmy's making boards from Idolo I mean you know it's just cool man there's just I'm so fortunate and I and I built relationships with these guys and kept the relationships you know like kept it open. I know what my currency is, is, is giving back the feedback. The board works like this and does this and does that. And I feel like this and this and that. And what about this idea? And give, that's what you, that's what you give back to the shaver as a, a, a pro or, you know, as a test pilot or whatever, not like, Hey, it works good. Yeah. So even Chris said to me, he's like, yeah, he, he makes boards for um, Damien Hobgood. And he said, he's really picky. And he's like, he's like, I like that though, because it challenges me. Whereas, He's like, Greg Long, every time I make him a board, he's like, you know, fuck, the thing works insane. He's like, which is killer, which is good too, because I'm stoked I'm on it. But I'm, 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 I'm more, I'm, I'll tell you why it works good too. Not just it works great. That's it. I'll, I'll tell you like, hey, man, right here is where it works insane. You know what I mean? And it does this, 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 this. Maybe, what do you think of this idea if we add this to it to make it better? That's why you do what you do, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's cool because I'm 54, going to be 55, and I'm still valuable, you know? And I think that that is, you know, so many times in my life, you're like, dude, you're washed up. Like, you know, and I, and I joke about it, and I'm like, yeah, I am washed up, but I still have shit to, I still have shit to give. I'm still contributing, you know, so fuck it. I'm, I'm helping young surfers fucking surf better than they've ever surfed. So fuck you. I'm not washed up. <laughs> and you probably surf a lot better than they do too. I, I, I think I surf better than I've ever surfed um, because of my, because of WaveKey. And I, I just, I wouldn't say I'm as spectacular, but, I, but I'm much more connected to the wave each and every time I serve and I'm a lot more consistent with my, um, with my, um, with my serves. I don't, I don't usually have shockers. I, uh, you know, I just, where I used to have them a lot, you know? So. Mate, I'm going to finish off with some listener questions and then a quick fire round. That's never a quick fire round. So the first question is from Ashley Braunton and he asks, which was better, finishing second on the world tour or winning the Billabong Double XL? The second was a bit of a a bit of a letdown. The good part about the year was I was number one for several months, so I'm proud of the fact that I I had been rated number one in the world for in '91 and in 1986. So I had two number one times, you know, and the surf world's so stupid. They, 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 they only reduce you to, you know, what you finished, but you know what tennis and golf, if you've ever held the number one position, even for a week, you're a former number one player. And those sports are more sophisticated than serving. So I'm taking that, you know, and I'm proud of it. So it's just a fact. Um, but, um, the probably winning the w, the the winning the um the XXL was is was probably it's hard to say man because I feel like I being number one in the world and then winning that big wave thing so that it's like look I can compete with the best of them when it comes to performance and I can compete with the best of them when it came to the big waves you know so it was kind of like showcase the uh my um 
showcase my talent or my ability, my skills, my skills that I developed, you know, that, that, you know what I mean? And, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, I guess, you know, so that's a hard question. Yeah, it is because I think, I think it shows how all rounded you are with your, with your skill set, because big wave riding is a completely different skill set to an extent than, you know, competition surfing on the ASP or WSL, because they've got two different, if you want to call them judging criterias. So I would have said that, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, the big wave thing is really cool because it's just like, clearly I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm courageous and that's cool, you know? But courageous things happen on a daily basis of that that people do that nobody notices whether you know you're you stand up for somebody or you know the courageous things are 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 important and but in that one's like an overt obvious courageous move you know riding that wave and and there were several waves I rode that could have been bigger than that didn't get photos and stuff and that's just a really really awesome period in my life of about eight years of riding like riding and also thinking about riding the biggest possible waves we could find anywhere in the world and that was my job and i think that's kind of that's kind of um something that my kids should be proud of you know what i mean my dad was jumping out of balloons at in uh at monday night football that that that, that that's him jumping out of a balloon right there with fifty thousand people watching and uh in um new england at the New England uh, Patriots game halftime in 1972. And I'm, I'm proud of how courageous he was, you know? And um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of something cool for my kids, I suppose. Next question then, Ed Kirk asks, what was your most intense rivalry whilst you're on the tour? Oh, I did, for sure it was Pods. And, um, you know, Pods is just a um, very intense guy, a very, like when he wins, very, very happy about it. And, and then very, very pissed off about losing to the point where he didn't even, he's going to throw honor out the window and call your mama in names. And, you know, all, he, he just going to get really <laughs> dirty with you. And, um, you know, I, he, he, you know, I just, and he tried to intimidate people with his attitude and things like that. And I wasn't having it. And it, it was, it was, I was like, it was an alpha male versus alpha male. And, I was, and, and it was, it was awesome actually. And I love pots because of that. Um, you know, and, and I wouldn't say, you know, you're best of friends, but you know, like, but like, I love, I really do love the guy and, and, you know, if any, ha anything happens to him, I, I, you know, I, 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 I would call and be like, are you all right? You know, like I, you know, you realize when you're older, like you're like, without those guys, you might not have been as good as you are. And they took you to the edge. They pissed you off. They did these things and that things. And so like, I appreciate um, the rivalry, you know, big time, big time. And, um, and Hey, I, I realize, you know, I don't think he had much of a relationship with his dad and he was fucking pissed off too. You know what I mean? And that's where this kind of like, you don't realize that when you're also an athlete, you're not like, Hey, I'm coming from a fucked up place, man. Just give me some space. It's more like, fuck you. I'm better than you. And you suck for being as good as you are. You know what I mean? And, and seriously, every single time he was paddling out, I'd be like, Oh, there's pots. I'm going to fucking give this thing like an extra Right. And he would do the same exact thing. I'd be like, here he comes. All right. He's going to fucking spray me. <laughs> and, but then you go, that's kind of cool. 
that's that that's that emotional power you know as you know so anyway i'd say that for sure the the and you know what you know what i had a a a, 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 a starting rivalry with with kelly I would have had such a rival with rival with Kelly because when Kelly first came on, I was super stoked that he came on. I was like, "Killer, same idea. This guy's gonna take the party from a from a pretty good party to a way better party because he surfs so good, and he, he's gonna make everybody look everybody up their game." Rather than going, "Oh no, here comes a kid. Fuck it," you know, I I accepted. But then Kelly, there was something about Kelly that. We had a couple of heats. Um, the first heat I had against him was in France, and it was pumping, and I beat him. But he got a 10 in the heat. It was like, what? You know, like, but um, it was, and then, but I still beat him. Then I served against him again the following year, and it was super small, and he smoked me. And then I, knowing, I kind of I got annoyed at Kelly because he was, every time I saw him, he would do same thing over and over again and do this and I kind of I wanted it I wanted something different and so I think we would have had a I think we, I think intellect because we're he and I are friends and we text kind of maybe you know every, sometimes every day and then we don't talk for a month and then back again or whatever and um but I think he and I would have been like like this like full like full on like when and I never really thought of that till about a year ago and I thought Oh yeah, you know what? I probably would have had if I stayed on tour. I probably would have had the, the the my biggest rivalry would have been against Kelly, you know, and he would have helped me surf so much better. But I I had to I had to get out of there. I had to get out of there because it was just it was it, it felt like it felt like a moldy situation. Like it was like we were going around to the same restaurant, the same thing over and over again, same 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 same. And I was like, if I don't get out of here you know, I could be stuck here, you know? So, um, there, there's kind of, sometimes I think about well, what if I stayed, you know, but then also, God, if I didn't stay, I wouldn't have learned to play guitar and, and, and that, and music and fuck, that's been so much joy in my life. So anyway. And you wouldn't be where you are now. No. Uh, last question then from the listeners, Logan Nickel asks quite a random one. This one, so bear with me. <laughs> if, the world stopped at one stage of the tide forever. What stage of the tide would that be for you? Probably c could be could be now. My kids are so fucking cute. Oh, he's just you know, like my son comes over and goes, like my youngest son is just like a wave key, and he goes, wave key. <laughs> And my older son's like, Daddy, did you know? He's like that, almost like that kid in Jerry Maguire. He's so cute with questions, and I, I love, I love my wife. And I maybe, maybe as when Wake Creek grows just a little bit more, because we will have a little bit more resources, and my wife can quit her job, and we can have a little bit more time together. But like, it's pretty awesome right now, you know. And I love what I do. I love, I love teaching and. I mean, this is my better, I, this will be my, um, this will be my, uh, my legacy, basically my, my, this is be, this will be my, what do you call it? Opus 
magnum opus to the or whatever to the to the surf world that the wave key it's it's much bigger than any of any of the any surfing i've i've done for myself this is this is going to help people it already has like it, it already has a lot there's a there's a I, the, the some of the testimonials and some of the things that people have said to me over there i'm like cool man i feel like i'm saving that person's like life like mentally you know that and that makes me feel like the best better than winning any fucking contest and being like look at me like it's way better than that so yeah i'd like the pandemic to fucking get out of the way because that's i you know but it'll be gone soon i reckon I, I but i think what i was just saying there is there's a lot of feedback from this side of the world as well from from what you're doing i've noticed um I run my podcasts, advertise it over social media to a certain extent. So from what I've seen from, from watching you and you do, you've been doing some stuff with, uh, with Rod as well. Um, there's, there's some guys that have picked that up from over here and I think that they've subscribed to your program and that they're yeah. running with it. And I think there's some really positive feedback from that as well, which is, which is really cool because it's not just, you know, isolated to where you are in Australia. It's slowly going global and, you know, going what, back to what you're saying, developing and growing something that's quite bespoke and unique through word of mouth is really how you should try and grow your business because it becomes more personal. Well, also we can handle any of the customer service. We can handle if somebody has a question or this or that, and we can, and so we start to get to know like, Hey, there'll probably be a lot of people that need this. And there's a lot of people that need this because we've had 10 people that asked about this and we had three people asked about that. And this, and, and you get to know your customer and you really, it really is about getting, providing that like, but I, my, my subscribers or, you know, surf subscribers or whatever you want to call. I, I, I play on, I like to do a little play on words. He's, this is a surf scriber. <laughs> and the guys in Santa Cruz would use the word scribing for serving good, you know? And I'm like, Oh, surf scriber. That's kind of cool. But anyway, the, um, is being able to, um, uh, give them, make them feel like I'm their coach. They can ask me whatever, you know, Hey girl, I'm having a fucking tough time with this, or I always bog rail here, or, I'm scared of this or, you know, so there's no stupid question. So the person doesn't feel like, like, you know, like if you knew me, you, you could come over and say, Hey, I don't want everybody to know this, but I always bog on this, or I'm a little scared of that. Or you could say, I, I want people to feel they can say any of that. Go, oh yeah. Cause I know I, I've, I've been scared of lots of waves in my life. And I, and you know, and I got people looking at me going, there's Gur, he's the animal. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a little scary for me. But you know, I think that having that, um, that that personal ability obviously as it as the company grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger it it um it, it's going to be harder for me to do everything but what i'll do is have i'll be teaching people how to teach wave key and they'll have somebody that um will that i will have taught that will i will know has the same kind of benevolence and the and and genuine interest in helping that person enjoy surfing more basically and continue because if you're progressing you're you're enjoying it you're, you're 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 looking forward to it you're looking forward to your next surf you're looking forward to this and a lot of people go oh i'm already over i'm already older each surf is getting worse and worse and worse you know and i want to you know I, I i think that's sad you know and it doesn't have to be like that and um i i, I want to make sure that people know that it, this isn't like i could 
take it doesn't it's john john or kelly or you, i can find where they can be better and 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 it's not i'm not saying this from a conceited point it's just i can go down granular in one place where they might be losing speed or they can be better they're already better than everybody else but they could still be better so if I can work with somebody on that level, I can work with somebody all the way down in an intermediate level and go, Oh, I know exactly. And I don't overdo it and go, well, you got, here's your list of things that you fuck up at. I don't do that. I, I just focus in on one thing that they could get better at and then they get it and they go, that worked. And then they get this. All right, cool. All right. So then now I'm ready for the next thing. So it's not overwhelming. And that's the way I present the way key course is like, one lesson every 21 days but within that one lesson there's a lot of shit to learn so it's not like oh it's just a couple of people have been like hey man i'm ready to move forward and i'm like are you though like are you really like let me you know like i'd like to see how you do it you know and um take the time to practice even if it's five minutes you know here and there and watch the um and and, and you know the testimonials people are just you know there's gone I think somebody said to me, hey, anybody wants to advance past the takeoff to the top turns and stuff like that, you could you could give them my testimonial that because I'm not even at the top turn yet, I've just been doing the takeoff and the bottom turn, but because my takeoff is so stable and my bottom turn has been so good, I've been just doing the best top turns ever and I'm not even at the top turn yet. So it was like, well, yeah, because you do need to be you need to feel secure and you do need the, the security and speed and projection off the bottom is is totally the result is is top turn is a good top turn can't do a good top turn if you got a shit ass bottom turn no matter how much technical i give you so that's why i don't go there first you know so anyway mate you've got an, a brain that's f so full of knowledge and i can see it's just seething all over <laughs> the place it's amazing <laughs> Um, okay, let's move into the quick fire round then. And so, if you could have one surfboard fin set up for the rest of your life, would it be a single fin, twin fin, thruster, bonzer, two plus one, or finless? <sighs> There's a lot there. <laughs> the two plus one thing is kind of semi cheating because you can play around with a lot of different things with the two plus one. So I would probably go with a two plus one with a whole bag of fins. So I could, <laughs> I get one board and the board would be a two plus one and I could turn, I could make it a, I could make it a twin fin with a little trailer or I could make it a single fin with two little, two little, like a widow maker. I could make it, or I could make it a thruster, all three of the same, you know, size fins. I could play around with that, play around, you know what I mean? I'd probably go with the two plus one and I would probably make it about 6'3". Nice. Your favorite surfer and why? Um, it's a toss up because I, you know, I, I probably, my student Tara Watanabe is one of my favorite surfers to watch. Um, and Tom Curran, and Dane Reynolds are two of my, those two are like my, it's the, the favorite server thing, the one person is really difficult, but it's probably Tom, you know, over the, 
because I can go through his archives or so much footage out of them. And I just, I've tested out all my wave key forms and everything based off of Tom. So I'll learn, whenever I learn something new, I go back to looking at some of the search footage or some of Tom's footage to see if he's doing it. And I go, <laughs> there it is. And I didn't see it before. So I use Tom as like the, you know, as the, and I use other servers too. I watch other servers, but, um, but Tom's kind of a, probably my all time favorite surfer. The first surf film you ever watched, or surf movie, as you Americans like to call it? I want to say it was Free Ride, but it could have it could have been um, yeah, it was Free Free Ride. I think it might have been Free Ride. It was that. It was either Free Ride or many classic moments. Um, because those were the two I remember watching at La Paloma Theater in Encinitas with, um, and um, just being, those were the two that just shot the, they were the, what I talked about earlier, you know, they just, they were the catapult that put me, like, I'm like, have to do this, you know. The last surf film you've watched recently. It was, the, the, a real surf film was On the Edge of a Dream, Andrew Kidman's movie. That's a film. You know, I watched the last sort of clip I watched was Free Scrubber with um, Tom Curran, probably. Yeah, I've watched that about 20 times, I think. Yeah, I wish there was more footage because when I felt like there, I could watch Tom for like an hour, you know. And the last question is your dream surf trip. Oh, my dream surf trip would involve my wife and kids and us going to, um, and us going to uh, probably the, somewhere in Indonesia and with some of my other um, friends that are doing um, doing some doing wave key, some that are interested in doing wave key, possibly maybe HT's resort. Cause my friend knows that bringing my kids and my family and then other surfers, Rostovich and Tommy and um, you know, maybe Dane and, you know, Taro and, um, Max and uh, there's a couple other servers and friend from Brazil. His name's Haley Batista. And like just some, some of these guys that I know that from around the world that are that, and we did a surf trip together. And then there was a space where we could be doing wave key because I, I think the wave key is kind of, is in, in a way it's like a language for surfers, for high level surfers to, to impart their knowledge to surfers that aren't on that level or haven't experienced, like if I can, if I can, like if you could get wave key from John John or, or, or Kelly or something like that, you'd be like, okay, what are you doing? So it's just not just, you know, when surfers describe surfing, they're like, do with their hands. Like, oh, I was in there and it was like, you know, dealing with the foam ball and they're talking like this. But um, you, that requires you have a lot of imagination, you have a connection to it. But if you don't really have a connection to it, if you were to able, to explain it like what I explained in the tube ride where you're like, you know, where you're going, you know, like, okay, I was, I was in there and when the foam ball came, I put my foot farther forward and I put that foot, I put my knee out so that my, so that my, my toes gripped the front of the board. So when the tail started to slide, I could, I could keep my line. And you're talking about this high level stuff and wave key is like the language. So I would really like to do a search trip like that, where I'm asking, you know, Rob and 
and Kelly and, 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 you know, uh, these guys, well, what do you feel? What are you doing here? And then what are you doing here? And then what do you, ah, I just feel like, I just feel like taking notes and being like, Oh my God, that's killer. Yeah. I felt that too. Or, Oh, that's where I made my mistake. That one little thing. Cool. I'm going to practice that on the floor. And, and then we all like, what's oh, so funny. We'd have funny stories laughing and stuff like that. And then, and then go surfing with that killer attitude film it, you know, it'd be so fun to watch and just, yeah, I think that would, I mean, that is what I'm trying to set up actually. That's what I'm trying to do. And I will, I feel like it's coming. So whether it's in Costa Rica or it's the Mentalize or it's, you know, uh, in Central America, I, other places in Central America, I don't know, but Peru, like there's just, you know, there's great surfers all over the world that would, I think, thrive in this kind of because they're all like trying to like some people are doing yoga, some people are doing capoeira, some people are doing gymnastica. They're trying to do something to stay fit, to surf and all that stuff. But this is specific training to, to deal with a deep tube ride or training to hold the rail in the water when you're going a thousand miles an hour. And how do you keep your rail in the water and still accelerate without spinning out? You know, these kinds of, these kinds of things. I think that'd be super, that would be really, really fun. I was going to offer um, anybody who um, listens, I'll give you a code for a, for a discount on, um, on WaveKey uh, uh, if you're interested in, in, um, in signing up and, and doing the program. It's, 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 it should be known that this is, it's a year, it's a year and you can pay in monthly installments, but it is a year of course. It's a year course. It's not set up for that. And uh, I take you through uh, seven fundamentals, basically takeoff, bottom turn, top turn, cut back with a rebound, tube ride, basic floater, and a basic air, front side and back side. And if you're goofy, you can just press the button and everything is in goofy. And if you're natural foot, everything's in natural. So you don't have to like change your brain and you just, by the end of the year, um, you'll, you're, you'll, you know, for the price of like, you know, uh, like a, a, a used surfboard or semi, not even a good used surfboard, you could change your surfing completely. And I know that sounds maybe a little salesy, which, which is, a, which makes me uncomfortable, but like, like if you're practicing, your, your surfing's going to change. It's just, it's just, it, it happens to everybody who practices. So. Mate, I'll put that, um, you know, we'll talk offline with this, and and I'll put that into the uh, into the podcast bio at the very end. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'll send you over the code uh, later today or tomorrow. Beautiful, Brad Gerlach. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And that's it. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and follow on your podcast provider, and maybe leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, search for the Grumpy Surfer Podcast. Thanks for listening. 